What up, party people? It is I, Jess. How are you? How have you been? It is, what day is it today? It is Sunday. <laughs> Mi dia de descanso, way. This is when I get to lounge around. It is my one day a week where I try to really enjoy my solitude. That's because it's the one day that I have off from work and also works on Oscar works on Sundays. So I have the house to myself. And as a person who truly enjoys being alone and recharges from being in a little bit of isolation, I need it. I crave it. I love it. And it's also hard to ask for it. I think when you are in a relationship, it's easy to get lost in the idea that you have to spend a lot of time together, especially I think in our modern society where we don't see our partners very much. So when they're off of work and they're at home, it's sort of like, an unspoken agreement that like we will hang out together right which could mean watching tv it could mean reading together playing board games things of that sort i like some alone time and it's hard to ask for that when the time that we do have available to spend together i'm speaking for oscar and i it's so limited that it it sounds selfish coming out where i'm like hey Listen, friend, I know I'm going to see you for six hours today, but I need two of those hours like just for me. So the little bit of time that I do have before he comes home, <laughs> it's like, let me jump on and record a quick episode. I have missed you. It has been a very fun week. Um, if you are following the candle journey, candle making journey, <laughs> I have been trying to source some freaking coconut wax for these candles for probably over a month now. And I finally got it, y'all. It was a fight. <laughs> Literally. The the manufacturer that I sourced from finally got um, new inventory. And they posted on their website that it was going to go on sale on Friday at 11 a.m., now, the last time I tried to get some, that shit sold out within six minutes and I was driving through Lake Tahoe with like really bad reception and I couldn't make the purchase. I was so mad. Now, I was like, I'm going to be prepared. I'm going to set an alarm. I'm going to have my laptop ready. This is going to go great. I ended up being able to snag a couple boxes of wax, but that thing sold out in two, two minutes and 33 seconds is what the guy at the manufacturer told me. He was like, oh my gosh, this is getting intense. I'm like, it's like a lottery. Like you just, you really don't know if you're going to get it. You, y'all better be happy that I get the wax that I do because I think it makes for a better quality candle. So if you have already pre-ordered your Rep My City candle, I am making them. They will be ready probably in about another week. Oh my gosh, I'm so, so stoked. They look and smell amazing. In case you didn't know, candle making is a science, which is weird because yo girl does not like science very much. <laughs> Math, like 
analytical stuff. I just, I like it on a surface level. I like, I don't like to go deep. And the more I am making candles and the larger quantities that I am making, I'm starting to realize I need calculations. I need ratios. I need to do all these things to create a consistent and quality product. Oh my gosh. I am like over my head some days. I'm just like, what am I doing? But they are turning out so great. I'm so excited for everyone to receive theirs. I make them, let's say I make them on a weekend. Candles need time to cure, which means like, yes, the wax needs to harden, but also the fragrance oil needs to adhere to the wax. And that usually takes anywhere from seven to 12 days. So even though I make candles and may have some, you know, in stock, I don't really like to sell them until I know that they've fully cured. So hopefully by the last week of October, those of you that did order your candles will be getting them, if not a little bit sooner. I am just elated. It's going to be so awesome. Today, today, we're going to talk about privilege. Now, I'm going to talk about privilege probably in a way that you have not considered it or used it as a lens for your own life. So before I get into it, I want to give you guys a metaphor. Metaphor? Yes. As a kid, (laughs) no surprise here, but as a kid, I was like hella observant. I mean... Some would say, I think, uh, how do I phrase this? If we look at it from a psychological perspective, I am what would be described as like hyper aware, meaning I am constantly looking at shit, whether or just like observing things, right? I look at people's body language. I look at people's or I listen to like their tone of voice, the inflections, I can sense um, their, I guess, like whatever their emotional state is, right? Like some of us can probably tell when someone is frustrated or someone is tense. Um, but then there are those people who are like really good at hiding it. And so that time, those in those scenarios, it can be a little hard for me to read. But that's when I start looking at everything else. I'm just like, OK, how are you walking? How are you talking? How are you responding to people like something's up? And that's just how I've always been. It's probably because of like some fucked up shit in my childhood. Okay, it it actually is. I've looked into it. (laughs) I like to study myself. Have we not learned that? If you have not, I highly recommend you learn your attachment style. That shit is mind boggling. Um, I have, I think, a predominantly fearful avoidant attachment style, which is probably why I have a lot of this hyper awareness of people. We can get into that in another episode if you guys want. Um, As always, you can DM me or text me and let me know (laughs) what part of this episode you would like for me to elaborate on. As a kid, I would pay attention to what was going on around me. It could be because of the quote, quote, emotional neglect from my parents. It's not their fault, y'all. It's not their fault. They did the best that they could. It's okay. It's okay. Or it could be from, it could stem from the fact that I'm the youngest. So of course there was always people around me, things were moving. 
Um, and so maybe that's where my desire for being observant came from. Or I wouldn't even say it's a desire because that shit is second nature now. However, when I was a child, probably between like six and eight, okay, I was really, really little. My mom had this Astro van. I don't even know what year it was. It was an old one. <laughs> and it was like this creamy vanilla color on the top. This shit was two-tone. Oh my gosh. It was like this, you know, custardy yellow up top. <laughs> and then like this dark brown on the bottom. When I got to high school, I used to drive it around and shit. And you know, high school kids are mean. They'd be like, Jessica over there in that cheesecake mobile. Yes. Yes. It looked like a slice of cheesecake running down the 110 freeway. I never saw anybody else with that van. That is how I was able to, you know, identify my mama when she was coming down the street. I was like, there she is. There, there's the Astro. (laughs) But being the youngest of five and, you know, my mom and dad, we always had a full house, right? There was always people in the van and I would sit in the third row, which was like closest to, um, I guess, like the trunk space of the vehicle. And... I don't know if y'all remember, but the Astro vans, there was two options. There was like the horizontal, horizontal, <laughs> horizontal opening of like the window up top. And then you can open the bottom. Most had these like vertical doors, two doors. And then they had these two square windows um, to see from the back of the, uh, the van. So I would sit in the back and I would turn and I would face out the back window because we were always on the move. My parents were, you know, driving us to the swamp meet or picking us up from school. My mama would sometimes pick me up from school. We would go straight down to downtown L.A. or East L.A. because she had to go buy all of her wholesale items to sell at the swamp meet. So we were always on the go. I would sit in the back of this van and just stare out the window when we were on the freeway. And I would just see all these fucking cars. (laughs) And as a child, I would think to myself, like, where is everyone going? Like, everyone was going to a different destination. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, think about the thousands of fucking cars that you see. If you're in L.A., you hop on freeways, you are seeing thousands upon thousands of people or driving by thousands upon thousands of people on any given day. And I would just wonder, like, where where are you headed to? Are you going to work? Are you going to school? Are you going to see a boyfriend? Are you going to see your parents? Are you going to a hospital? Are you going to an event? Are you like everyone was constantly going somewhere? And I had this thought, I don't know why I had it as a kid, but it's always kind of stuck with me. If we were to look at all of the cars on a freeway, on a highway, and let's just, right, because some are going in one direction and some are going in the opposite direction. And if we were looking at all these cars and we said, hey, this is now, you being on the freeway is now a race. Like, how do you determine who wins? Everyone's going to a different place. So how the fuck do you determine who wins? We're not all going to the same finish line. Cool. Little baby Jessica having these philosophical thoughts. Whatever. I grew up. (laughs) And recently, that thought sort of came back to me where I was like, huh. 
interesting. When we are comparing ourselves to others, if we used this metaphor of a freeway and drivers as drivers or cars as ourselves, like how the fuck do you compare you and your journey to someone else's? That's wild, right? That's wild. I know. I know. Mind blown. So I would I get asked a lot and I also I think get told of how I am, you know, inspiring people, how I am encouraging, how I am motivating and like how do I do what I do? How do I get to where I am in life? And before I would have this like arrogance almost you know of like oh we'll just like work hard duh you know make the right decisions work hard it's what you can have what I have and I had to check myself on that because the reality is we are all equipped with different experiences and different information and different opportunities. So for me to fucking sit on my high horse and be like, oh my gosh, like you can absolutely do everything I have done. It's like, well, no, bitch, not quite. Right? So this lends to this conversation of like privilege. What privileges or advantages do we have And are we so blinded by them that when we talk to other people or listen to other people, are we filtering it through this lens that we probably are are unaware of and we're being judgmental, okay, about where someone is in their journey, about what decisions they have made? Think about it. Think about all the people that are on, I use the 110 freeway because that's the freeway I live on, but think about all the people that are on the 110 freeway. Some people are fucking riding that shit all the way down to San Pedro, okay, to where the freeway fucking ends. Some people are taking it to downtown LA. Some people are taking it to Pasadena. And everywhere along the way, people are getting off on different exits. People are headed to different places. People are driving different cars, right? Some people have some really nice luxury and cars. Some people got some buckets. Some people are on buses. Like, How can you look at someone else and tell them everything that I have done, everything that I have been able to to accomplish is absolutely accessible to you? I don't know, bitch. If you're fucking on the freeway of life driving a Maserati and I'm in the Civic, I'm going to say you have an advantage. (laughs) Yes or no? Yes or no? So... I had to sit there and like think. I was like, oh, wait. I, though I had what we would call maybe disadvantages or I don't know, setbacks, if you want to look at, look at it that way. I honestly, I feel like I have more in my tool belt or I guess just in my experience bank, I'm going to use that experience bank and more to like personal tools than most people do. So I can't sit there and tell you, oh my goodness, you can 
you can duplicate everything I have done. Maybe, maybe not. I can tell you what I have done and I can tell you how I have done it. However, there is going to be a different level of intelligence in you. I said this out loud to Oscar um, when we were driving up to Reno a couple weeks ago. And I was like, I think my biggest advantage in life is my intelligence because I have seen what it can do for me. I have seen the doors it can open for me. I didn't like I didn't really work on my intelligence. I've always just been a quote, quote, bright kid, like ever since I was little. And again, I don't know if that's because I had older siblings and I was absorbing a lot as a kid or if that's just my spirit. That is a big advantage in this day and age. Okay. on top of that, physically, I am very fair skinned. Though I am of Mexican descent. When people look at me, they're nine times out of 10. Their first assumption about me is that I'm white or Caucasian. Y'all don't think that shit has opened doors for me. Y'all don't think that has gotten me jobs where I was up against a whole bunch of other people who are probably of a darker skin skin hue. Do you know these motherfucking corporations like they're not going to blatantly say that they are racist or what have you, but they are going to create a let's call an employee profile that looks like what they would I guess or what they how should I say what they would consider more aesthetically pleasing okay I have worked for many companies that say that they are big on diversity and then you get hired and you're like okay but why why ain't got no black people working for you you got all the light-skinned Asians. You got all the light-skinned Latinos. What's up? Hmm? Okay. I can't be blind to that. All right. On top of that, I got an education that was considered, I guess, difficult for someone of my, what, what can we say? Someone of my background, right? I was the first in my family to go to college. Do y'all know how fucking hard that was for me? I had no one to help me. None of my siblings fucking knew how to apply to colleges and universities. They went to trade schools, maybe went to some community colleges. My parents barely speak English. You think they were going to be able to walk me through how to fill out an application, what a personal statement is, all this. I had to learn all of that by myself. Now. That took another, I think, aspect of my personality or my spirit. And that's drive or motivation. Like I had to really want it in order for me to go seek the information, in order for me to go make mistakes, in order for me to look stupid, asking what would be considered like dumb questions. I didn't know anything. I didn't know what schools are available to me. I didn't know how do you apply? Is there waivers? Like all these things. And that element of like the various that we have, like those elements are all different in every person, right? Your intelligence level may not be as high, but guess what? Your drive may be 10 times as much as mine, right? Maybe you didn't come from a household with both your parents, right? That is a privilege. 
That is a big privilege. Talk to any of your fucking homies who had single parent households. Ask them how much shit they went through as a kid. I bet you it's not nearly as much as you if you had both parents at home. That is another privilege. It is another advantage. Now, I'm not saying this to like be rude. I'm not saying this to be mean. <laughs> I want us to start understanding the shit that is coming out of our mouths. And what like what filter or lens are we seeing through the world? We are seeing the world through and not leaving room for us to factor in that we are all on a different pace. We are all on a different roadmap. We might be moving in the same direction at some times. We might be moving slower than others. We may be taking the long way to get to the same place as somebody else. Somebody else may be able to get there in three years. It might take you seven years. So what? So what? Stop comparing your life to others and also don't make yourself so small. Don't put me on a pedestal and be like, oh my gosh, I just, it's just so amazing. Blah, blah, blah. Thank you. My ego probably, you know, loves it and wants to hear more of it. But the reality is like you have everything in you to create the life that you want. Maybe it looks like mine in some, you know, in some areas. Maybe it looks drastically different. But you have to take account of what your experience bank is what your privileges are so that when you're talking to people and encouraging them and sharing about your story you're not doing it from a place of like "Mm, i'm gonna just say you're high horse (laughs) you're not coming from this place of i am better than you you're not you didn't solve a problem that nobody was able to solve, you know, provide the answer to. We are all learning. We all have different wisdom within us. We have to be able to talk to each other in a way that is open, in a way that is flexible, so that we continue being a support system for each other. If we start trying to elevate ourselves above someone else, yo, mm, let's not, shall we? There's already way too much discord in the world. We have to be able to learn to be honest, to be loving, to be accepting, and to just kind of see people where they are in their journey, like without having any sort of judgment of like, well, you should have been doing this by now and you should have accomplished this by now. Okay, maybe by your maybe by your experience that that should have happened. Like, are you kidding me? Everyone's life is so different. If you would just take a second to think about all the fucking nuances, all the little things that you deal with on a day-to-day basis, and just know that everyone else is dealing with the same shit. We all want, you know, a loving relationship. Sometimes it doesn't go that way. Some days is really hard. We all want the big house. Guess what? LA is fucking expensive. So maybe ra- <laughs> rather than buying into that little, <laughs> I'm going to call it sack of lies that we were fed as kids, understanding that you can absolutely get your home. Maybe it's going to take you a little bit longer. Maybe it's not going to be within the city that you wanted, but like things can still happen for you. You can absolutely create whatever it is you want. 
but it's going to take a shit ton of self-awareness and it's going to take you tapping into those gifts that you personally have. I don't know what that is for you, dog. I can't think about it. You can probably be so good at painting. I can't draw a stick figure to save my life. You might think to yourself like, oh my gosh, Jessica's podcast is so great. I could never, I know. Have you met me? I fucking love to talk. This is like, (laughs) it's like the best outlet for me. But you have to know like, what are your skills? What are your talents? Okay, cool. This is what I have been naturally gifted with. How can I use that to move forward in this physical realm to get what I want, to create a life that I want, however that looks for you. Whether that means you have roommates for the rest of your life or whether that means you own 10 houses or whether that means you drive a really nice car or you take, you know, seven vacations a year, like whatever your life, whatever you want your life to look like, you absolutely have the power to create it. Now, are we all at different starting points? Absolutely. So don't look at someone else and be like, golly, like they already, I know for me, okay, let me talk, let me talk about me. From my perspective, like I look at all my friends and I'm like, God, like everyone has what I want or what I think I want. (laughs) That's another conversation, (laughs) right? I see people with their kids and I'm like, oh my gosh, so cute. I see them with their spouses and I'm like, oh my goodness, look at you guys, public declaration of love. You guys are married. Oh my gosh, I want that. Mm, I haven't gotten that. I'm 31, according to my 10-year-old self, that should have been happened at about 25, 27 at the latest. Guess what? Marriage and children are not even remotely on the horizon for me right now. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy? And yet still, I will look at some friends and I'm just like, like, what's wrong with me? Why can't I have what they have? And then I got to have a little fucking pep talk with myself. I'm like, bitch, ain't nothing wrong with you. You are fabulous. Okay. Marriage, no marriage. Children, no children. <laughs> it is okay. Anyways, did that, did that make sense? Did any of that re- like land with you? I hope so. Gando de pinche carrera, wait, because like Oscar's going to get here soon and then he's going to like interrupt my flow. So I'm like, I got to wrap it up. Oh my goodness. I have missed you. I am so excited to be back. I will try to post on a weekly basis, but you got to give your girl a little bit of flexibility. Some weeks are crazier than others. Some weeks I really just don't have the time for, um, but I will try to be more consistent because I know, I know what it's like to engage and just want more content. Um, At the same time, I don't want to put out garbage just to put it out. So next week, we're going to aim for next week. (laughs) We'll see what happens. I love you. Take care. We'll talk soon. I'm trying to get some guests on here because I think we would have some really fun conversations, but everyone's schedule is starting to get a little nuts with the holidays. Um, Also, I want to try to get Oscar back on here. You all really enjoyed his episode. We just got to have him speak into the mic this time. I think it would be great. Alrighty, my love. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.